And we're back with Brews and Reviews here. I'm Jake. We got Joel and Cole joining us again. This time we're talking about Star Wars, the original trilogy. Yes, we are. Woo! <laughs> Yay, the good one! <laughs> we're all so excited. Hey, all um, of them are good in their own way. Okay, we just talked about We're this. all winners. <laughs> yeah. We all get participation trophies. Well, I mean, so what, I think we should go on the backstory of when was when did you guys, what age did you guys watch this original trilogy? I watched it when I was like six. Twelve. Yeah, I was going to say, I started, let's see, the first one I ever saw was episode six, and I was five. Too bad you weren't six. It could have been the, you know. I know, I know. Could have just matched it up. Yeah. Um, I had older brothers. Um, the first Star Wars movie I actually ever saw was Return of the Jedi, and then I saw the original ones because of my brother. But Return of the Jedi was the first Star Wars movie I ever watched as a kid. Same. Wow. It's, it's like it's the oldest one, and we were so young. It makes sense that that would be like the hot topic at the time. I watched them in order, like a normal person. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, you really? Also started, oh, really? Like, oh, really? You started you, you in order? You started at number four? Old. Yeah. How old were you again? Twelve. Who? Twelve, that's right. Well, yeah, so you really got a, an adult's perspective of these movies, huh? Yeah. Your childhood was robbed. Yeah, dude, <laughs> man, if you didn't know about stars by the time you were five, like, I'd beat you up in school. Well, he knew about it, because I, I would rant and rave about it, but he didn't get... Like, actually watch it until he was 12. Dude, I had the old VHS, like, the black little case with the movies in it, and I got it from my aunt or something, and it just sat on our shelf for years. And, like, I didn't really know what it was, and nobody would watch it with me, so I never thought to watch it. Those movies never called to you? Like, hmm. And then finally I watched it with my dad, who doesn't like Star Wars, and I'm like, actually, this is pretty sick. And then I watched the prequels by myself because my dad wouldn't watch it with me, so... Why would your dad watch him with you? My dad's a weird guy. Like, even when we're, like, I eventually made him watch the prequels when I was older. And he's sitting there in the middle of, like, the intense Mustafar battle going, you know what? Chewbacca should be up for Wookiee of the Year. <laughs> yeah, I would never go to a Star Wars movie with him again. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what I heard during the middle of a Mustafar battle, <laughs> having lights every battle, I was like, you should win Wookie of the year. Security! Get this asshole out of the seat. <laughs> His feet are on the seats. All right. Episode yeah. four. His feet are on the seat. No, not. Who are you going to believe? Episode four. Wookie episode of the four. Year. Episode four. Yeah, we could have talked about this before, Cole. Why did you bring this story up? <laughs> but this was, um, I think all of us were not, I mean, Phantom Menace was the first movie I ever saw in theaters as a kid. These were the first movies I ever saw about Star Wars. And um, we'll start with A New Hope. This holds up pretty well. Story-wise, it's a lot better. Or, I shouldn't say story-wise. Um, script-wise, it's still cringy in some places, but script-wise, it's a lot better. Yeah. Than the prequels. Um, the dark, I mean, uh, I, again, for the... As stated in the previous podcast, I actually have just seen all these movies recently. And this is the movie I honestly, like, I think holds up the least. And I don't want to be mean about it because it's, like, it's still a good movie. It's not a bad film. But it's the one I don't enjoy going back to the most compared to the other two that come after it. Uh, I think you got to look at it with, like, 
you gotta appreciate it for everything it was, and like it's right. still a right. it's still a good movie where it's kind of like if you watch, you know, some of the older classics where say like the Terminator is a good example. Are there some cringy animation things in the Terminator? Yes, but that movie's still a sick movie. This movie, yeah, some things aren't gonna be perfect. It's a little older. It's a little slower moving than um, especially uh, some of the newer ones, but. Like, at the time, like, this was the shizzle of the movies. This yes. was it. Nice, nice word choice. Yeah. The, sh- the shizzle. Yeah, shizzle. Hey, 2003 called. They want their word back. What, do you want to get jiggy with it or what? If you want to go back to the 90s, why not? <laughs> um, no, and again, that's why I don't I don't want to like, – I feel like I'm going to be picking apart this movie a little bit. I don't want to because – it. It introduced us to Star Wars. It gave us the galaxy of uh, like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It did so much cool stuff, but it definitely was in its prototype like stages. And it was a start of the greatest movie music scores of all time. Yeah, John Williams is a god. <laughs> like when Luke Skywalker is looking at the two sons, he's like, da 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 like. It still touches. It still pulls at the heartstrings a little bit. Yes. Like his his all his Star Wars music is just so damn good. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, Episode Four is a solid Star Wars film. I I, I mean, just because I didn't grow up with it, it's just not my absolute favorite. But it's definitely not the worst one. No, it's this is still an enjoyable start to finish film. But um, and we'll get into it later. I think they were able to perfect it the next time around. I mean, um, as far as what they wanted. I guess I would disagree with you guys a little bit, just the way that this tone is going as far as, even if you wouldn't have made five and six, this was a good movie. Oh, yes. It yes. was a standalone. It was a good movie. You introduce, like, you introduce Darth Vader. You introduce things that, like, later on, they're they're cool to see, but, like, you know, they, they talk about the Clone Wars. They talk about, you know, you know you have this, like, the last remaining Jedi or, uh, you know, the, the forces out of the end. Like, they do a great job of setting up your imagination where that's, that's what makes a movie a classic and what makes people come back time and time again. That's why we're mm-hmm. still going through Star Wars because you capture the imagination of the audience. So, great villain, almost extinct like awesome like the jedi like these great like lightsaber fighters like all these ideas that are like they're they're just set up as ideas in the movie is what captures your imagination and gets you like sucked into this story so to me this movie was awesome at that seeing the clone wars in some way as cool as it was is not as good as like having your imagination trying to figure out what it could be and Cole, just to piggyback off that point, I think I think what this movie does, you brought up Darth Vader. This character introductions of this movie are fantastic. Han Solo, which he shot first. I'll never unsee that. That's what happened. <laughs> like, which makes sense in the character. Like, the way they introduced Han Solo. Darth Vader going and force, not even force choking, picking up a guy with one hand and saying, like, in the ship, be like, where are the plans? Like, intimidating. Um, you get Obi-Wan as the hermit that saves Luke at the end. Like All these character introductions to the characters we love are, fan- are done so well in this movie. Like, and that's, I think that's what makes this movie so good still is the heart of it. 
when it comes to characters. Yeah, the only character introduction that was misleading was the Stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, they look like... It's so funny, because when I watch it again, I always laugh at this line, where it's like, oh, when they shoot up the Jawa, when they shoot up the, they so shoot up the Jawa, they're like, only Stormtroopers are so precise. I'm like, ha ah! <laughs> And they did kill stuff in the beginning of Episode 4. Oh, yeah, they were killing those rebel scum with, an, with, with authority. Yep. The but then, for some reason, they forgot how to aim. They forgot how to aim. And they look like just complete dummies. You even have a stormtrooper actor who hits his head on the ceiling in one of the scenes. It's like, they didn't cut it out. It's like, yeah, the guys are like dum-dums. But they should never have been that way. Yeah. According to Clone Wars. In the special edition, they even added a conk. Way to steer into the skit on that one, George. <laughs> it's so great. Like, there are some things in the special edition that just did have to happen. Definitely. But see, we, let's let's bring up the special edition. Um, I there was a lot of the special edition I really didn't like. I don't care that he went back and did. He didn't really ruined the film. He didn't take away. Like the integrity of it, if that makes sense. Like he just added some stuff, which he didn't need to do, but it's like whatever. It's still the same movie to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll go as far to say that there was more necessary stuff that he did than unnecessary. It's just yes, that the I unnecessary act- stuff is just so big. Yeah, but to me, stuff, like the, the way the way Job of the Hut actually looked, it's like oh god. Yeah, like like yeah, it's a good thing you did that because Return of the Jedi would make literally no sense. Yep. I, I don't think there was any necessary, like, you. it's such a weird concept to me that you're going to go back and change a movie and, like, add stuff later. Like, it's already been out. People have already seen it for 20 years, and then you're going to try and, like, change stuff. I don't like, like, it frustrates me that my VHS, which was still, like, a special edition, but not as special as it's gotten now. Oh, was it, was it the gold one? No, but it, it was, like, a little updated. There, there was a couple things. But, like, it had the original Darth Vader in it. Did you ever see the original what Jabba the Hutt was supposed to look like? That he was actually just a person? Yeah. He wasn't actually in the original movie. Yeah, it was It was a cut scene. It was a deleted scene. He was just a yeah. person. Well, then, sorry, then. I thought that was... Wow. Again, because I saw... The first time I ever watched these movies, like when the special editions came out in 96, it was like a huge thing. And so those were the original cuts I ever watched in the film. Yeah, no, the Jabba scene actually never made it into the original movie itself. But yeah, it was just a big dude in like a vest and stuff. But I don't want to see like a new updated 70s movie. I just want to see the original. Like to me, it's frustrating that if I'm going to go on DVD now, I have to get... Like, all these extra little characters popping around my screen and cuts to, like, episode six when I cut to Coruscant, like, and the end. I'm like, no, no. Like, just let me watch my original movie that I loved. And see, I don't mind the Coruscant and the Boo cuts because now, at that point, the prequels are out. So we knew these worlds existed. So it it doesn't bother me that they showed them celebrating. No, that made me mad. What I did hate was they put Hayden Christensen in the final cut. Of Return of the Jedi, of the special editions on DVD, which makes no sense whatsoever. You can choose what form you come back as. I'm not saying I agree with it Why did Obi-Wan Kenobi come back as an old man? Because he wanted to. 
No, he didn't, dude. You look like Discount Jesus in the prequel trilogy. <laughs> you know uh, that I was his prime. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I was not a fan I'm of the special effects. Either. I'm just saying. Well, but Cole makes a good point, and I do agree. Dude, it's art. You made the yeah. painting. Don't try to change it. Yep. Like, don't go back and, like, put a mustache on someone or glasses and a weird big nose. Like, there's no reason to change the art you've already made. You have a classic. You shouldn't go back and change it. Even with the new technology that we have available to us, you shouldn't add on to what you already did. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Alright, so New Hope, how do we rate this one? I'm not going to go first. I'm going to call it. I feel like... Yeah, Cole was last every time. Let's see, I'm going to go 7.5. I concur. Yeah, I'm actually right there with Cole on this one. 7.5 is a complete... I want to give it more because I appreciate what they did, but... it is a slower moving movie and it's one of those that once you've seen all the other ones like i said it, it kind of takes the imagination part out of it but if it, this was the first movie i had seen this like as when it first came out this probably would have been my favorite ish yes. oh yes no like again it's because what we have now it's easy to go back but this was the original and it's it is done very, it's still a good film like I watched it, and I wasn't like, hey, I want to fast-forward to this part. Except That's for C-3PO and R2-D2 walking through the desert. That part always gets me. Yeah, really stupid. I forgot about that. <laughs> I think on purpose. <laughs> and also, C-3PO kind of gets Jar Jar Binksy. Yeah, but he's movies. not in your face, Jar Jar Binksy. Until the last I don't think I Jar Jar Binksy should be a verb that we use. <laughs> not with that attitude. Um, no, it just, it, but you can see, like, it's, and we'll get into it in Return of the Jedi, but you can see where Jar Jar Binks, like, Jar Jar Binks was always an idea kind of in Lucas's mind, as far as, like, a dumb, stupid character like that. Like, he, he gives us a lot of, like, precursors to it before he actually created it. Yeah. Okay. On to episode five. The best Star Wars movie of all time! Yes, I agree this with that. This movie is still so good. Like, oh my gosh, I watched it again, and I... I've watched this movie probably almost 50 times, and I still watch it from start to finish. I won't skip anything. This is just a great Star Wars film. This is what a Star Wars film has the capability of being. This exactly. film right here. Let's talk this about is the incest. Last example of George Lucas actually working with somebody who doesn't go along with everything that he wants. So back to the incest. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, this is um. And what, what's – oh, my gosh. It kind of sucks because, like, Leia gets a kiss from Luke and, like, that whole scene. It's like, oh, yeah, like, take that on, you arrogant prick. There was already some incest in episode four, though, too, so. Yeah. Did it, but here's the problem. If you don't know you're related, how does that work? To me, it's one of those things which, again, Joel will be able to tell me right after I say this because Joel knows everything. But, like, George Lucas just thought he was a real cool dude for, like, doing the, like – Darth Vader Luke twist is like, hey, let's do it again in episode it's six with the Luke and Leia twist. And it like to me that one like whatever, but like to me it was it didn't seem like he, that was in his mind the whole time. Uh, no, no it, it, Empire Strikes Back. I think he knew what he was doing only because Yoda says no, there is another. I think 
at that point, he knew where he wanted to go with it. But yeah, after the first one, he had no idea that Darth Vader was going to be Luke's father. Um, spoiler alert, if you don't know that. <laughs> I, was great. I was happy enough to know, even though I saw Return of the Jedi as a young kid, I didn't put two and two together because I'm an idiot. And so when I watched Empire Strikes Back, I'm like, oh, like the, the twist still like hit me home. Like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, this is one of the greatest twists of all time. And just perfect. <laughs> That's just comical. You not putting that together. I'm six years old and I wasn't paying attention to the Return of the Jedi. I was five and I put that together. Okay, Joel, you're better than me at five years old than I was. Okay, literally said to your face in episode six. Yeah, you got to remember I was six and I wasn't really paying attention. Listen, I'm not not making. I'm, I'm giving you a reason. Okay, I'm not saying I wasn't an idiot for not figuring it out. But Luke, like, when Aaron and my brother and Luke were like, hey, we're going to watch Return of the Jedi, I wasn't really involved in it. I was six years old, and I was like, whatever. This is some weird... Because I also didn't know what was going on, really, because yeah. I didn't see the previous movies, and it made no sense to me. But you had a, a really good introduction to a character brought in in mid-trilogy, also, Lando Calrissian. And Boba. And the evil emperor. Oh, yeah? Yes. Which... That's one of those changes I think was justified in the special edition. <laughs> the weird looking eye thing. Yeah, yeah the that, weird uh, looking eye dude thing going on in the original cut, and then he actually put Ian McDermott in there in the special edition. So I think that one was justified. Um, yeah. I did think that was that was a cool like. I mean, obviously he kind of had at least some of this plan the whole time, but you established Darth Vader as like such a like badass character in the first one and then all of a sudden you're like wait he's he's, he's working for somebody yeah he's working for somebody like how bad is this dude this guy has right. a boss i thought he was the boss exactly <laughs> no but um no and, and again this I, I think like they introduced the emperor which is a lot more intrigue there's a lot of world building in this in this movie um like, with Cloud City, we get new Lando Calrissian. Like, again, a good introductionary character um, that we didn't have in the last movie. And, like, you kind of don't know what he's about. And him, like, making a deal with the Empire kind of makes sense in his character. He kind of seemed a little shady. Mm-hmm. Um, but also yeah. doesn't like the Empire at the same time. Yeah, but he had to make a choice. And, yep. again, this is this is the first movie I remember watching as a kid where the bad guys, or bad guys straight up win this movie. Oh, yeah. See, that's part of what I love about this movie. You actually left it... You It left you hanging, like, in darkness, of all things, too. Luke loses his hand, hands in, in carbonite. Like... Yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's nothing th- coming out of this that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. No, this, and this is the first time... I think there's a reason why I love this movie so much. It's the first time I ever as a kid being like, wait, the good guys don't kill Darth... Like, they didn't win. Like, they're running away. And, like, I thought that was so cool they did that. And, so, again, one of the first examples I remember of this ever happening, which makes it so unique for a movie for me that I can just appreciate that much more. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things where I think, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here, but I think that's one of the things we've lost in so many movies. Like, for example, Infinity War to Endgame. You knew... That they were all going to come back, no problem, you know, you didn't quite know exactly how, but you knew it was going to have something to do with time travel. 
know, in some way, shape, or form, because there's no other way that you can really do that. Where here, they didn't leave you in darkness so far that you couldn't come back realistically. And I think that's something that's so rarely done in movies anymore. Or just killing people in general and leaving them dead is very rare in movies now. That too. Which I also don't like. And they do that in TV shows too, especially superhero TV shows. Dude, if you kill a character, like, have the courage of your convictions. Like, just kill them. Hashtag Arrow. You don't need to bring a back. Hashtag 100% Arrow. <laughs> Hashtag Arrow's 100% that bitch. <laughs> um, um, like, like, I think when you bring people... Now, we say this, and we all know that the Palpatine's back in the Rise of Skywalker. Yep. So, we'll interesting to see how they're going to handle that. But I think when you when, when characters die, if you do it right, like you shouldn't want to bring them back because their death was so meaningful. Can you imagine if in the future, if Tony Stark comes back, I'm going to be pissed. Because Endgame, because Endgame did such a good job with how he died, you'd be like, why would you bring him back? Like his death was so meaningful. Yeah, I'll go off on a little bit of a Palpatine tangent. On the I love that you say episode. tangents. You have like four sentences. And then <laughs> this is a tangent. Like, is it, I'm do you done. know what a tangent is? <laughs> tangent. Um, I love. We have the we have the tape, Joel. We small. have the tape. I said small. Back to this That's movie. Not- this movie was everything a sequel should be, as far as they took what the first movie had and they built on it. It wasn't. We're going off in a totally new direction without building on the first one, and it wasn't – we're just making a copy of the first movie. It was uh, it was bold. It was dark. There was a lot of a lot of cool stuff going on here. You Oh, we didn't even talk about Yoda that we brought – you bringing in yeah. in the middle of the trilogy. Yoda, Come so you up. have – Who already made a kid at this point? You didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yoda, Yoda got frisky with it. <laughs> Love Luke's character arc in this movie. Han Solo is, you know, it, it allowed Han, Han Solo, Solo to be even more Han Solo this movie. Like, he's, you know, trying to hide with with Lando. He's shooting Minox. He's, like, doing all this kinds of cra- crazy, crazy Han Solo stuff. Like, really, I don't think they had any characters that they didn't do justice in this movie. 100%. And this... The, the, the love story between Leia and Han, this is why I don't understand how they messed up Anakin and Luke so bad. Because this is well done. Well, it was easier to do, like, kind of the love-hate love story where, where Anakin and Padme were just like, oh, we just love each other. Where, you know, she's super sassy, he's sarcastic. They can say, like, snappy lines at each other, and you're like, aw. Where... Like, actually saying meaningful, not sassy lines is not George Lucas's strength. No. Well, yeah, but again, do you not believe, like, that they loved each other towards the end of this movie? Like, you could feel that that chemistry. I love you. I know. That's one of the greatest lines ever. <laughs> right, before, right before, as far as he knows, he might die. And he doesn't say I love you back. He's like, I know. It's just a big F off. <laughs> yeah. Which only made her just... Like, like, I'm going to save the crap out of you in episode six because I need you back in my life, babe. I need to hear those words. Say, I know again one more time, Hans. I know. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think everything is done. I No movie's perfect, um, but I 
feel like this is one of those movies like top ten favorite of all time. It's easily it's pretty damn close to perfect. It, yeah. And that being said, I'm giving it a nine point five out of ten. Yep. I'm nine point five. This is my all time favorite Star Wars movie. Episode three is a close second, but yeah. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith would probably be my favorite too. Yes. I'm gonna give it a what nine. Oh, now, right. now, you, now, now you go lower than... Oh, my gosh. I can't even talk to you right now. I can't even look at you. Okay. Star Wars added, like... Trilogy podcast. Yeah, in the prequel that. trilogy, I, I, I was nicer to the to some of the bad bad prequel movies than these guys were. And this movie was great. I love it. Don't get me wrong. There was, there was a ton to like about it. It was awesome. But... I don't know. I have a tough time going up to the nine and a half range. This is that's why I, I usually agree with you, but this is the movie I think that deserves it. Not okay. only is it a great movie in its own right, but the fact that it's one of the greatest sequels of all time and sequels usually struggle more, which we will stay tuned for our thoughts on Return of the Jedi, we can talk about that. <laughs> this movie, like like you said, built off everything and gave us everything that you could ever, ever want in a Star Wars film. It's about as perfect as I think we're ever gonna get. Okay, on to episode six. Almost I want to get a tattoo that says F off Ewoks, by the way. Same. This movie is great parts. Yes. It's almost, it's almost a prequel to what we got with the prequels. It, it's like what Jake said in the other podcast about episode two being a great movie in there, but not a great movie. I would still say this is a good film. Yeah, but there are. This is the first time I think in a Star Wars film, um, with Episode Four and Episode Five being as good as they were. This is one that I actually think is the worst out of all three of these movies. Agreed. Um, the Ewoks—they were cool when I was a kid. These damn furry bastards make no sense at all. <laughs> like, if you again, someone said, "Like, hey, by the way, what about? Why don't you just have them be on Kashyyyk and make them Wookies?" Boom! That just solves all our problem with the Ewoks. You make them Wookiees, it makes sense they can take down the Empire. The yeah. Wookiees are badasses. That's true. And it just, this just felt like you wanted to make... I think... Correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, but I think there was some backlash on um, Episode 5 for how dark it was. At the time, yes. Like, that wasn't like, even from kids, necessarily. That was from parents. Well, not yeah. Kids can't make an opinion unless you're Greta talking about global warming. But no comment. Sorry, political. Yeah, you can <laughs> yeah, no comment. <laughs> Just name dropping Greta over here. Um, okay, I totally lost my train. <laughs> anyway. Um. Anyways, um, this movie is is again, like you said, Joel, really, really good. But like, in the the Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and Emperor Palpatine dynamic is so damn good. It's so good. Um. And there's some good, there's some fun character moments. I love the people like, oh, you should have got the Jabba's palace and Slave Leia outfit. I mean, that whole opening was cool. It was. Like you get to see Jedi, you get to see Jedi Knight Luke finally get confidence of his power and just walk in with authority. Like he finally has come full circle, and it's like, yeah. I, I think they did a good job of doing the ending of Episode Five justice in the beginning of Episode Six. Agreed. Yes. Hundred percent. 
And I think that's what they were doing. They're like, they're tying the loose ends of that before they got into the main story. Which was great. I love yes, that. Yes, no, like, I, that whole opening scene, again, you get a little bit more C-3PO, R2-D2, and walking around in the desert at the beginning. But so the C-3PO is probably the most useful he had been the entire trilogy in the beginning of Episode Six. Define useful. Like, he was the... I don't know, he was basically the a translator pawn. at Jabba the Hutt? He was the translator, and he was a pawn, like a really good pawn as well. Yeah, we know that there was, there's guarantee you there's like a chessboard out there with like Star Wars pieces. You know <laughs> C-3PO is all pawn. the pawns. <laughs> <laughs> like one side has C-3PO, the other one has R2-D2. <laughs> Let's talk about Boba Fett dying. Well, oh. Boba Fett getting Boba Fetted for the first, like, he was the first instance of getting Boba What a stupid way to end this character. Yes. This is so dumb. And George but, Lucas has even said that he regrets that. Why would you have Luke Skywalker take him down one-on-one? Like, he was right there for you to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it was... And, like, you know, like, Mace Windu taking out Jango Fett made sense. Well, and that's Luke one thing that, Boba like... Fett as, like, a final boss... I guess people are probably going to hate me for this, but I never understood why people thought he was such a badass just because he really doesn't do a lot that we see on screen. Like, see, do- I, I agree with you, but yeah, at the I same time, I'm one of them that thinks he's a badass just because he looks cool. That's but it. That's I want to – like like Jake said, let him fight Luke. Let him have a showdown. Yeah, let him get like sliced in half with a lightsaber, but like make it a cool little showdown. But I think, Cole, and you actually brought this up earlier in this podcast about how Star Wars New Hope lets your imagination run with it. I think Bubba Fett, because he looks so cool and we imagine him, like, he seemed like such a badass bounty hunter, even though we didn't see him do a lot, which I agree with you, but our imaginations ran with him, like, this guy is cool. And it's also one of those things, too, where up until that stupid moment where Han accidentally hits his jetpack, he was actually kind of doing some stuff, kind of. I'm not saying he really actually yeah, did Yeah, he, he, ro- he roped up Luke for a second. He's like, hmm, right. tied you up. And he's right. like, ha lightsaber. He actually kind of did some stuff. He actually flew with his jetpack in this one and was getting up into the middle of it all. So you, that lets your imagination run for a little bit. And then he just has that stupid death, which... Which, yeah, yeah. you had Luke Skywalker already like kind of going comp- like toe-to-toe with him when he got roped up. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you just finish it? Exactly. Like, you easily could have, he, like, a death deserving, you could, know what would have been awesome? You Like, they go one-on-one, he takes off his blaster, cuts his head off, and then he just, like, fall, his lifeless body falls into the Sarlacc. Yeah, I think if he would have actually like, killed I like I wrote a better ending to Bubba Fett than that. I think if he was actually killed like a badass, it would have gotten more, or given more credibility to the reputation that he has in Legends. 100%. Yes. I completely agree with you. Because you know that's not his only battle. You know, it, it was just his last one at that point. Yeah, but if he was fake Mandalorian, so. Yeah. And if you have, you don't know about fake Mandalorians, listen to our Mandalorian podcast. <laughs> um, Gotta get plugs in wherever we can. One yeah, thing I... Desperate, man. Just watch it! <laughs> I appreciate, even though it was small and not, like, a big part of the movie is the fact that they had C-3PO tell the story to the Ewoks, as annoying as the Ewoks were, because it there's a line in Episode 4 where he's talking, like, 
Luke's like, oh, can you tell me about what happened? Like on like the ship, you were like under Captain Antilles, whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, I I don't really tell stories. So you know, C three PO doesn't have. Apparently, he's really good at them with sound effects and everything. He doesn't really have that great of a character arc through the whole thing. But I thought that like with his character arc in Episode six, like it was kind of cool that they like tied up that little loose end. Like you actually like are referencing something directly in your trilogy that shows a little character growth from a droid, but still. Oh, see, I, see no, I, I, the oh, funny thing, Colin, is I, I, never, I never even remembered that part or thought it was a character arc until you just mentioned it. That's how minuscule it was. And I said, it's like, small, and probably nobody like cared about it, but I, I appreciated it. It's small, and I agree with Paul, it was very much it is underappreciated but i think it deserves a lot of appreciation yeah but when did this guy just suddenly have a superpower of copying sound effects he's a droid he's a droid yeah name one droid that's done that r2d2 oh wait no, oh crap that's the one we just went <laughs> no but that's never happened and like he can trans i guess it makes sense he can translate a bunch of different languages so he could probably like replicate some noises but I don't know. That was just kind of like I didn't hate C three PO in this film, but it was kind of like, all right, man. Like, Ewoks just worship him because he looks like gold. See, and I'm one of them where I don't hate the Ewoks. I hate how they were used. Yes, well, they should have been able to like. I get it. They need someone needed to save the rebellion there, but it just felt like these stormtroopers were like. This was like the time when the stormtroopers and the Imperial guards felt like the most useless. Oh yeah, it's like, dude, it's completely like, useless. It's like you are such a waste of space. It's like, like how, how the hell were thrown earlier? Yeah, like this seems very easy. If a bunch of fur balls can throw rocks at your head, you're like, ah, oh, dead. <laughs> yeah, but it was really sad when yeah. I started dying, man. Oh, when he tries it with <laughs> when he tries to make his I don't know why I'm laughing at this. point. like. <laughs> It's like, oh, you want me to feel this little fur baby? Okay. <laughs> it's like, wow, they can die just like people. <laughs> what do you know? And yeah, I'm an asshole. But I always laugh at that scene. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, nice try, George and Lucas. You're not going to pull a hood over my eyes. <laughs> can, can we have a podcast of just Jake doing impersonations? <laughs> Okay, I can't do an Ewok. I can do a Wookiee way better, so they should have had Wookiees there. <laughs> he's like, eh. <laughs> That was better. That was actually how we did it. I've never tried to impersonate this scene before, so, you know, it's going to take a little time, but by next podcast, by the next Mandalorian podcast, I will have perfected it. You sounded like a dying sheep. No, it was a dying Ewok. You were confused. <laughs> Sorry. If it was a person, he'd be like, hey, man, wake up. He's like, oh, you dead? Oh, no. <laughs> and then he, like, he puts his head down. I'm like, dude, you're in the middle of a war. Get up and go kill something <laughs> with a rock again. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Actually, but also, the one thing I did like about those scenes with the Ewoks, it had nothing to do with the Ewoks, but the speeder bike chase. Yes. Pretty awesome. Yep. Speeder bike chase was great. Introduce the scout troopers, which those were cool troopers. I get it as uh, just to sell tro- sell toys, but I love yeah, the scout a, There was a lot of. And I think this is. Correct me if I'm wrong. This feels like the movie that was most trying to sell toys. Yes. 
Like, this felt like the Batman and Robin of Star Wars films. And if it didn't have the Ewoks, or at least have them the way they were portrayed, it wouldn't have felt like that so much. Yeah. Again, if you made the Ewoks a bunch of, like, you didn't have to make a Wookiee, but make them badasses in the own right, not just, like, simple try. Like, there was ways to do this better, just like Boba Fett's death. Like, you could have done, like, you, this, See, there was a great movie in this film that you failed to capitalize on. See, I don't think you had to make them badasses necessarily. I think they were really well used up until the point where they started killing stormtroopers. Also, can we also talk about when they get caught in the net? And Luke's like, Han, can you reach my lightsaber? Dude, you have the force. You idiot. (laughs) Hey, he doesn't know all that stuff yet. Just use the Jedi Knight. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's caught in the net, man. The same training. Yeah, they, caught, they caught me in the trap. <laughs> he's a novice. Knight. No, he easily could have put his hand behind him and just grabbed the lightsaber, which I don't think anyone's ever brought up. But hey, he was no restrained sense. in the net. You don't know. His hand was outside the net. <laughs> um, you guys never thought about that, did you? Not, not really, no. Now we watch it again. You don't know. No, but I, it's a one. When I watch this movie again, I'm like, wait a minute, this makes no sense. Why Han is like just going in a circle, trying and to then R2D2 just goes, "Hey, here comes the saw." It didn't let anyone know. He's like, "Surprise!" <laughs> so it has, okay, this is the other thing I think of the, on the net scene. So R2D2 gets his little blade out and cuts one little cut in one rope, and the entire thing <laughs> opens up. Just boom. He strategically cut the perfect one. He's like, hmm, I'm, I'm going to do a diagnostic. This one rope controls this entire net. <laughs> it was a, it was a well-set-up trap, you know, big piece of meat, and Wookiee is just, that Wookiee is just damn savage. And it, it was a decent introdu- introduction to the Ewoks, too, I think. But also, Ewoks, now, let's for, also one of the biggest things that a Ewok can do is apparently braid hair. <laughs> It's a great skill. I'm like, wait, did you guys just do that? (laughs) See, I guess I don't see that as too surprising. That that little furry beasts can become hairdressers to build houses. I'm not surprised they can tie hair into certain ways. That's the first time they ever saw hair that long. You don't know that. What? what? Other human sacrifices they burned up? No, there's probably something you walk out there that they couldn't get to the groomer. (laughs) Is there any canon about it? <laughs> you should know, Joel. You're a pure Star Wars expert. <laughs> you have failed me for the last time. <laughs> Stuff that I didn't like about this movie. Okay. Now, now, it's now, now, Cole, the realm of possibility Cole. that the Ewoks should know how to braid hair. Joel, Joel and Cole, I want you to take a note. What we just went on—that's a tangent, Joel. <laughs> that is a, this is a hundred percent a tangent. Yes. Anyway, before before we get more, this movie, good. Not great, not as good as the the Empire Strikes Back, but I'll still give it a seven out of ten. I think this movie had it didn't have as much gravity to it in the end because a they had like a little mini Death Star, so you kind of knew what was going to come there. So it kind of took like oh I forgot to talk I forgot to talk about the it it kind of took like the suspense out of it all because you just had like the same Death Star where you're like let me guess they're going to blow it up and then the George Lucas was originally going to have two Death Stars. <laughs> nice. So they would have blown it up twice. <laughs> anyway, 
And then the fact that no main characters died or, like, it was just, like, this super, like, really easy, happy ending where it kind of took away your gravity of, like, how important this was. Um, no, but, I mean, they destroyed the Empire. I don't know. Like, with what you set up with Episode Five, I feel like this is a movie that you you needed to add some gravity to as well because it feels like an unnecessarily, like, happy ending to, like, a dark story. Well, and, and but, see, and I, I, I think that's what episode five did. It kind of gave it with the, the story with the bag where the good guys lose. But and this is the point where they get their revenge almost, which one of the – wasn't one of the titles of this film supposed to be, like, The Revenge of the Sith? Or Revenge, revenge of, the of the Jedi. Like, so, I mean, this is supposed to be the redemption of the Jedi and, the, like, everything else. I – I liked what they did with it. Again, Luke Skywalker, like, not going to the dark side, even though he came that close to doing it. Like, I thought it was really cool. Oh, and we didn't even talk about the redemption of Darth Vader, which... Which is great. One of the greatest character arcs from start to finish, I think, in cinema. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he literally... Now, here's what they did in the special, the stupid Blu-ray edition. They have him say, no. No! <laughs> What? Like, have you not seen the new ones when he says when he's watching Luke get electrocuted? In the original, no, I, I guess I haven't seen that. Oh my gosh, it's still stupid. There's no, like, we, we remember the original one when he doesn't say a word, he looks back at Luke. Well, yeah, because you could, s- yeah, you could, could see, like, the conflict like, inside of him. Yeah. Under a mask, which is what, like, this, they did it so well. But now, watch watch the Blu-rays, and I don't know how you haven't seen this, he goes, he looks... I haven't says, seen the Blu-ray editions. He says, I still have my DVDs. Yeah, watch the Blu-rays if you want to hate yourself. But <laughs> he says, so he looks back the second time, he says, no. He, like, he whispers it. And uh, then he's like, no! And then he picks up the Emperor. I'm like, you did need to put that there. Why would you do that? Yeah. It's so bad. And, like, again, that's why I hate the word, the stupid no phrase that Darth Vader. Both no! Yeah, no, it's it's straight garbage, and there was just you could see the conflict. You didn't need to add anything to it. Yeah, like there was no reason to put any audible thing in there, and they did it, and they totally wrecked it. And it, it was a great way to end the main villain. Yes. Yeah, that's that's why I like in that scene, which is Blu-rays, I put it on mute now. <laughs> but it was a great way to end the main villain. Which getting into this whole thing with episode nine now. You cannot bring Palpatine back without bringing Anakin back. If they do not uh, well, it's bring Anakin the back, Sky, it's called the Rise of Skywalker. There's got to be a reason why they gave it that title. I know, but we don't know exactly who the Skywalker is rising. But I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't. They can't. Okay, I think we can all agree that they can't just introduce a brand new Skywalker. No, I'm not saying that they're introducing a brand new Skywalker. I'm just saying that you got Luke to rise now. You know Disney might do that. Oh, by the way, you don't even have to watch it on Blu-ray. Watch, you guys should watch this as soon as we're done here on Disney+. Plus. No, it's like that on Disney+. Plus. Yep, because that's why I just watched it the second time. Oh, uh, that's not it's ideal. Terrible. That is no, not you, ideal. You should, you should abs- I don't know why. They, like, it is, as far as like special editions, add-ons, or subtractions, this is by far the worst in my opinion because it makes zero sense why he would do it. Yeah, that sucks. That okay. sucks. Wow. Joel, what's your final rating? Yeah, we already know. heard Jake's. 
Oh yeah, we kind Wait, of what was another, next again? I was at a seven, seven out of ten, I believe. Okay. okay. Actually, I'll give it a seven point five though. There's still a lot of good mythos in here. Seven point five out of ten seems fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go I'm seven. Gonna have to go coal route. I'm gonna do seven point two five. It's not quite a seven point five, but it's also not quite a seven. It's seven point two five. I'll, I'll I'll go down to a seven. I'm fine with that on this one. Okay. Wow. So I'm the one that's going. Um, I think one of the biggest drawbacks again is um, that stupid Death Star again. Like we gotta stop. Like why would you give us what we already had? Just wait for episode seven because there's another one. I swear to God, if I see one more Star Killer Death Star base, I'm like, <laughs> all right, I quit. <laughs> you know what? This time we made an even bigger hole. You can no. This time we put three planets into one super planet, and then instead of a big laser, it's With all a laser. laser. I like the idea of two Death Stars. I like that. <laughs> That's too <laughs> Two Death Stars with two different weaknesses because they still don't know how to construct these things. Apparently. <laughs> but actually, if you fly through the middle and explode one, they both die. Yeah, like they're connected because they're like brother and sister. Like Luke and Leia. <gasps> Who kissed? Have we ever seen another movie, any movie trilogy that had incest? Um, generally, no. <laughs> generally? Yeah, that's generally not something I look for in my movies. <laughs> Rated R for once. For what? Language and violence. <sighs> no incest. Damn it. all right well i think that's about does it for us here um stay tuned on friday for a special podcast episode of the rise of skywalker this is bruiser review sign out you guys all have a good night